0: Hi, I'm Beth.
1: And I'm Andrea.
0: We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 74. Today, Andrea and I are talking about our personal self-care achievements and areas for growth. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Hey, Andrea.
1: Hey, Beth. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. I've got a bit of a cold. Um we all had the stomach bug last weekend. So mm. that was really fun. But the cold is better than the stomach bug. So we are better.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I saw your post on like Mother's Day that you had the stomach bug. I'm like, "Ugh." Nice. You know,
0: <laughs> it's it sucked. Well, Saturday really sucked. I, we just every one of us was really sick the baby got sick thursday and then so by saturday she's actually starting to feel better i'm like but when the littlest thing that can't do anything for herself is the one that's feeling the best like this is hard
1: oh yeah
0: and like we don't want anyone to come over and help out with her because i'm sure she's still contagious and i don't want to get anyone else sick our poor nanny got sick because she got thrown up three times on three times so um oh, okay. Yeah. So Sunday was spent bleaching everything and I don't use bleach. I I, I almost never use bleach like mm-hmm. ever. But after that stomach bug, I just hear these horror stories that people just keep getting it and getting it and getting it. So I was like, you know what? Sure. Let's just kill everything in the house. So we did that. By we, I mean awesome. I, that was my Mother's Day present to myself bleaching everything. Oh.
1: Perfect. I feel like that's such a a thing that you do not think of until you are a mother and like cannot fully understand. Because I remember my sister complaining about it, like her being sick, but her kids aren't sick. You know what I mean? Like that combination is so terrible. (laughs) And like, it's just hard to, I feel like, understand until you are the one that is sick and your kids are not sick. And you're like, oh my God. (laughs) you just can't, they don't understand that you're like, Oh my God, I'm on my deathbed here. I cannot pick you up and move you and do things for you, but I have to. So,
0: yeah. And I think there's no, and I think there's this like in between level of, you know, and age matters too, but if they're like fully healthy, depending on your type of child, like, they might be able to, like, play for a little bit while you, like, groan and lay on the floor. But it's that in-between sick stage, because if they're really sick, then they're tired and sleeping, too, and you can just, like, all pass out in the bed together. But there's that in-between of, like, they're still fussy and cranky. Oh, and we're also busting the new tooth through. Like, it's just... It's been a week. <laughs>
1: no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Well luckily we I think I may have yeah we had our own food poisoning and stuff, so it's been fun. I feel like a lot of people have been getting stomach stuff. Maybe it was a stomach bug, I have no idea. I'm assuming it was food poisoning. But then otherwise we're pretty good. We had a good Mother's Day and we we're we we're watching this dog right now and just like woke up at five forty five and so I'm like, Oh it's better not be a habit. <laughs> but that's okay she's really cute she's like this huge german shepherd we were just watching this other dog that's like an eight pound frail dachshund and this dog that we have now has got to be like a hundred pound german shepherd and it's like oh my god you are a horse (laughs) like she like keeps trying to get in the bed and i was like "Uh uh-uh i was like i don't mind most dogs in the bed but i was like you will take up the entire thing (laughs) sorry girl (laughs) but it's fun Anyways, that's about my life right now.
0: (laughs) It's kind of nice to have like a temporary dog. It's
1: like, oh, it's fun
0: for now and I get to give it back. Exactly. (laughs) So are we ready to make our announcement? We are. All right. So our next episode, episode 75, will be our final episode, at least for now. And for any, you know, thoughts in the future, we have had so much fun sharing this information with you, but to follow our own advice of not overscheduling ourselves, we have decided to take a break from releasing new episodes. Both of our lives and careers have changed so much since starting this podcast a year and a half ago, all for the better. We feel that we have covered so much material in these past 75 episodes that we are confident in that we've given you all many tools to empower yourselves and live your best lives. Please continue to follow us on social media to see what we're up to and stay tuned for next week's graduation day episode. It's perfect for this graduation season. Thank you for the past year and a half of listening. We are still having an episode today. I realized I wrote this out and I'm like, oh, this sounds like a like, Mm. peace out kind of thing. But yes, we are still having an episode this week and next week. But... Then we are going to be taking a much needed break.
1: Yes. And yes, I just want to say again, thank you to everyone. Like, we so appreciate anyone who is listening to us. Um, It's just really awesome to hear feedback. And if you guys have questions or you feel like something has been unanswered and you're like, oh, I wish there was an episode on this, like, reach out to us. Like, just, you know, hit us up on Instagram or, um, email us. That's all at the end of the, in, in the show notes where you can reach us. But, like, feel free to do that because that'll be, I don't know, that'll be nice to have, like, episodes to know that we have to do in the future. So, yeah, don't hesitate. We are still around. Just taking a break from the podcast.
0: <laughs> Definitely. So as sort of the these next two episodes sort of wrap up, this week we wanted to talk about our own personal self-care. We have given so many strategies and ideas in this podcast. We wanted to take um this second to last episode to share with you what we actually do for our own self-care, but also what we would like to be doing. So the things that we, we want to grow in. So our so goal for ourselves was to each come up with three things that we're actually doing for our own self-care and then two things for us to improve upon. So we're going to go over the things that we're actually doing first and then we'll go on the areas we'd like to improve. So Andrea, you want to get us started with what you're actually doing?
1: Yes. So it was funny, because when I was making this, I was like, I still feel like I have so much room to grow on all of these things. And that's one of the things that I'm ironically trying to get better at is just like understanding that I have moved forward in things. So I want to say that, though, in that there's always room to grow in self care. So We've you know, had so many episodes and talked about this, and yet it is still something I struggle with. It's just being like, okay, now I am doing this better. Like, I'm going to continue moving forward. But um, just acknowledging that, and that is one of the things that I am doing better on is catching myself when I'm being negative <laughs> or, like, not giving myself credit and redirecting it. So as I was writing it out, my instinct was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if i reach reached any of my goals. I'm like, wait a minute, what am I talking about? I am moving forward on so many things. And so it's like that catching myself when my mind wants to go negative and redirecting it. And it happens now in like such a split second thing. And looking back, I know that my negative self-talk, like I can't, I would like, if you heard a video recording of my brain five years ago to what it is now, like it's a completely different brain, like it is in you know, a year ago, I'm sure. Um, You know, I used to be so mean to myself, and so that self-talk has gotten so much better. So there's so many instances where I'm not even doing a negative self-talk, and then when I do, when it does inevitably happen, because I will never go away, I at least catch it pretty quickly now, and I'm able to redirect it, and yeah, and deal with it a lot better. So that's my number one thing, because I think that is probably one of the things that has helped me improve in every other area, um, number two is planning my days better. So I am someone who likes to not schedule things. And I'm like, I like to be like, oh, I'll just be spontaneous. And I don't like to be tied in. But really, that never goes well at all. And I never end up liking my days where I do that. So I have been a lot better on um, especially my days where I'm not like going into the clinic and I already have a schedule. Cause on those days I usually don't schedule my days cause it's just already scheduled for me. But on like Mondays and Fridays and weekends. Um, I will sit down the night before and like write out all the things that need to happen that day and um, make sure I'm scheduling in times for my breakfast and like my lunch and things like that because there are so many times where I would just forget to schedule that in and then I'd be like noon and I wouldn't have had breakfast yet um so I'm actually like writing that in and planning for that and it includes scheduling off Monday so Monday I do not do anything work related um, but I still schedule that day in terms of, like, activities we do. And, like, I don't schedule it in, like, every single hour. It's just, like, oh, like, you know, I might, like, throw in a chunk of time. Like, let's plan on going to this activity. Or, like, let me plan to do some meal prep at this time. You know, it's, like, pretty vague. But it's, like, I, I get those things in and figure out when it would make sense to do them. And then it also includes scheduling and chores. So I'll kind of have like weekend tasks that I wanna make sure I do like, okay, this weekend's gonna be clean the bathroom weekend. You know, This weekend's gonna be clean the bed sheets weekend and stuff like that. And I found that makes just my life so much better. Again, still work in progress, but it's been like an amazing difference in my life. And then number three is including some type of meditation or self-reflection and journaling. At least, I, you know, I don't even want to put a number to it because I don't know. I'm I'm still not super consistent. Um, I would like to see this happen every day, but it's not. It's definitely not every day yet. Um, but I would say anywhere from three to five times a week I'm doing consistently, um, and so that might mean I am sitting down and meditation. Um, sitting down and meditating other days. If I don't meditate in the morning, I'm usually journaling at night, and it's been just allowing for like myself to be a little bit creative and like recently what's been coming out is poetry which is crazy because I don't like poetry I don't like reading poetry I know nothing about poetry but my body's been wanting to write out poetry and so I've just been like reflecting in poet poem form and will I ever share them with the public I'm not sure but it's been kind of fun I've been allowing myself to do it and that in itself has been a huge accomplishment for me because normally you know Andrea. A couple of years ago it would have been like, "This is ridiculous. You don't know how to write poetry. Don't even try," kind of thing. So, yeah, those are mine.
0: I love all of that. I love that your creative, crafty side is coming out because we have talked previously on like hobbies and stuff. And you're like, "I'm not creative," and I'm not, <laughs> exactly. You know, and I know creativity and crafts, are, crafty, are very different things, but. Uh, I also wanted to note that I feel like I'm looking at my list and I'm looking at your list and I'm like, hmm, this is a really nice sign of where we each are postpartum because you are over two years postpartum now, so you're starting to get, like, deeper into your self-care, like, you know, these, they're, they're almost like secondary things of like, okay, I was you know, re- redirecting my negative behavior, realizing that my schedules or my lack of schedule is a struggle. So I'm doing this. So I, I love seeing this progression. Whereas for me as like nine months postpartum, I've got like one word bullet points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. And that's so true. I can't wait to hear yours. What are yours?
0: All right. So my first one that I have been really trying to focus hard on is going to bed early and getting sufficient sleep and I purposely use the word sufficient uh, that's something that I learned from Brené Brown because enough is just this word of like scarcity and she is like well was it enough well I, you know that's a question but, but it is sufficient so my goal is I try to be in bed before or by 9 30 every night and every night except for Sunday for the past five six weeks is, um, I'm usually lights out trying to go to sleep before 10, uh, Sundays are my exception because it's Game of Thrones night, but series finale, it will be already gone, but done by the time you all listen to this, but, um, that is my one night a week that I will stay up till about 10 30, because maybe 10 31, because it usually ends at 10 30. Um, so that is my number one thing is just going to bed. The number two thing that I'm doing is I have been hobbying and crafting. So I have started a new hobby. If you follow me on Instagram, you have seen this. I've started some hand lettering, and I am having so much fun with it. I don't know. know, Most people, if you know me personally, you know that I have pretty terrible handwriting. So the idea of me doing this, like, hand lettering craft is... Just, again, it's something that it's like, well, why would you do this thing? Because you're a terrible handwriter. writer. But I was looking at it, and it's different than calligraphy. It's not about penmanship. It's about art and creativity. You're a drawing. You are not writing. Um, so I am learning about blending colors, and I'm just I'm just having fun with it. And I just, like, bring this little shopping bag of all my, like, craft supplies with me everywhere. And at night, sometimes if I don't feel like reading, I'll just write out some letters just for the heck of it. So that's number two, and then my last one is that I am eating real meals. So this is, you know, I have a breakfast, I have a lunch, and I have a dinner every day. Now, I know that there's a ton of different ways of eating and thoughts of like, oh, well, don't set to a set time or that kind of thing, but I am making sure that I mostly sit down and eat a meal three times a day, that is somewhat prepared. So whether it's reheated leftovers or, um, you know, even like a, a wrap with lunch meat and cheese or something like that, I am having something on a plate or in a bowl three times a day. And that I think is really important just to get my nutrients in and even just eating meals, as Andrea had said, like scheduling so that she doesn't skip meals, like eating meals is a form of self-care. It does not have to be complicated.
1: Yes, I love those so much. Those are so good. And I love the hand buttering thing. I've seen that. That's really, really cool. I also would be someone who who would like be like, There's no way I'm gonna do that because my handwriting is terrible. But that's cool to know that it's like about art. That's so fun. I love that you're doing that. And I love this like creative creative side that's coming out in both of us <laughs> that's really awesome
0: I think that that's I think we all have a creative side but we get so wrapped into what needs to be done or we need to do every day the idea of letting our creative side come out is really like it's hard and and I was reading I've announced I've following all of these hand letterers and this one person was saying that like they don't have patience for much but they have to have patience for hand lettering because they'll do this project and it will take them an hour to write two words. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not there yet. But, you know, <laughs> it might take me three days, 20 minutes a day. Nice. So we're not going to like two or three hours, but it's, it's, it's very interesting that when you are kind of like get into that little bit of just let yourself go mode you we do get creative i think we all have a creative side and again it might not be crafty you might not be crafting but yeah maybe it is you're journaling and all of a sudden it becomes a poem or you know you're just doodling or there's just maybe it comes out and play with your kids if you just let yourself go and you start to play you realize like you're a really great pretend storyteller or something like that
1: totally and i think i've always you know you know following brene brown and so much research on play and creativity and, and all of that it's like logically i've always like been like i'm down with that concept yes yeah, like let's play and be more creative but it's been something that i've struggled with to do and i mean i still struggle to do so it's cool that it like it is coming out and i think yeah like you said everyone has that so I encourage all our listeners to just find out you know, place in you that is creative. Like, oh, my friends and I, uh, we were doing one of our workouts. We were just doing like cartwheels and stuff like that. Chat to Melissa because I know she listens to this. <laughs> and, you know, we were just talking about that. That was just like, we were just playing and having fun and like doing it like that. And normally, it's like, all right, we got to get workout, got our sweat on, you know, and it's like, has it's like so purpose driven. And so it's like to just do something because it was like fun and we're just doing cartwheels because like, why not? You know, it was like such a different thing. And I feel like that night I was in like such a good mood. And like, I feel like I slept better. You know what I mean? It just helps us in every aspect. Even if that's not the purpose of doing it, it totally does. So yeah, and it's definitely something that I will continually keep uh, integrating into my life.
0: (laughs) All right. So let's now switch on to our areas that we'd like to improve upon. I'm thinking I go first this time since I made you go first last time. So the first area that I would like to improve upon is boundary setting. And we have a whole episode on this and I will link to it in the show notes. And it is basically the idea of, you know, knowing what, at least in my mind, the boundaries that I want to work on is really one, knowing what what and when I want to ask for something or saying yes to something when I really want to say yes or saying no to something. I think that one of the hardest parts of it is knowing, like actually knowing what I want to do based on me. I think my whole life, especially as an obliger uh, personality, we've talked about the four tendencies before as well, but the idea of doing something just for me is Really hard to fathom, and so you know, just like feel like I, I just don't know what I want to do. My husband's like, "Well, what do you want to do?" I'm like, I don't know. He's like, "Well, what, what do you want to do?" I'm like, I don't know. So, so part of it is figuring out what exactly I truly want, and then being able to set those boundaries within that. So saying like, "Yes, I do want to watch this TV show, and I'm gonna do it, and it's gonna be fine." Or You know, maybe I do want to weed the garden. Maybe that would actually make me feel better. I don't know if I feel like I need to weed because it just needs to be done. Or maybe, you know, it just kind of getting an idea of what exactly I want to do for me and not necessarily for everybody else. And they could be the same thing. The things that are best for me could be also best for everybody else. But just figuring out the boundaries around that. The other thing that I would also like to improve upon, I wrote meditation and then I was going to strike through it and write exercise because there, I know me and I know that I'm not going to meditate regularly anytime in the near future. Maybe when both kids are in school, it's a possibility. But now that I have a full work caseload and so my day's off, I'm always with the baby. It's like there's there's just getting that in. So what I was decided I'd like to try to do is either to exercise or meditate a few days a week. Again, I'm not putting a number on this, but sort of just, okay, do I feel up for exercising today? Great. I mean, that could be 15 minutes of yoga or taking a walk with a stroller or that kind of thing. But if I don't have time, if it's a day that I feel like, oh, I want to exercise, but I just don't really feel like it, maybe I'm just going to sit and meditate for five minutes. Because I can do that for five minutes. And it's just sort of like thinking about, again, sort of with that kind of what my body needs and what I need. I need sometimes those five to 15 minutes of, like, self-care. You know, we look at, okay, going to bed early, eating real meals. Those are all self-care as well. But sometimes just doing something just for me, like exercise is just for me. Meditation is just for me. So really thinking about trying to incorporate those in. I would really like to start doing more of that And because I know the benefits. I know I feel better when I do it. It's just a matter of scheduling it in.
1: Totally. Uh, I love those. And it's so funny because I feel like our first ones are like exactly the same. I just wrote mine a little differently. (laughs) Um, So I also... You know, it's funny because my instinct was also to say I want to work on my boundaries, but I "I really don't like, for whatever reason, currently I'm having a uh, resistance to the word boundaries. (laughs) And because I'm like, I feel like exactly what Beth is saying is like, it's not really necessarily about boundaries. It's about like standing firm in who I am. And in order and, like, feeling confident about, like, what my needs are and, like, what my values are and what my beliefs are and, like, you know, how I'm prioritizing those values and things like that. Because in order to set up boundaries, we have to know that. And, um, yeah, in order to know that, then we have to, like, do that self-reflection to understand, like, what do I really care about in this moment? And so one area where I really noticed I was – you know, it kind of took a little bit for me to realize this. And then it was like a, a hard realization for me is that I don't stay in my ground nearly as much as I would have like to logically think I would have in like parenting situations with Remy. Like when, you know, it's like there are things that I don't like. I'm trying to think of an example right now. This this has not happened, but I'm just going to use it because it's coming to mind. Like I don't like when people are like pinning down a child and like tickling them or something like that. You know what I mean? That like uncontrollable, like they can't get away kind of thing. And so it's like in that moment, I would like want to be that parent who's like intervening and being like, stop, like let them go, like, stop tickling my child. Like I don't care if he's laughing. Like he can't get away. Like that's like a, a reflex. That's uncontrollable. He doesn't like that. Um, and I found there are situations where like, I'm not as like upfront about that as, as I like to, like, I, f- I find that I'm like, wait, I'm still too like caught up and like, well, I don't want to hurt those person's feelings. Like if it's like my nanny or other people who are watching it. I'm kind of like, well, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're helping me out right now. Like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers kind of thing. Like, it's not that he's safe. It's not that big of a deal, you know, I kind of like, we'll play them off. And so I realized that some of that is like still being a little bit like wishy-washy on like where I'm prioritizing things. And I'm finding that sometimes people pleasing is like getting in front of certain things that I'd like to prioritize as a parent. And in obviously other areas of my life. It's just been cropping up and parenting more like in my face, I guess. So that's just something I'm really trying to work at at being like, oh I know an example. We were at breakfast with someone and they were trying to like shove food in my child's face when he already had food in his mouth. And so I like m- like literally physically like moved their fork away and I was like he already has food in my mouth like please do not put more food in my child's mouth like he is eating just fine on his own um whereas normally I wouldn't have done that I'd have been like well he's fine like he's not a joke like whatever he'll spit it out if it's too much you know what I mean so that's one area I'm really trying to work on and then number two is just being more present and focused I definitely have some nice mom brain going on and I find um especially when I'm at home with Remy, I just get so distracted. I know every mom probably struggles with this. It's like, you're trying to like sit down and play with your child and it's like, oh, look at this thing on the floor. I should go sweep that. Oh, and then you get up to get the broom and it's like, oh, look at those dishes. Let me put that in the dishwasher. Oh, look at that. The dishwasher needs to be emptied. Let me empty this dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, we all know that. So I am trying to get better at not doing that so much and like trying to like sit with Remy for like, 20 minutes while he's eating breakfast or um be like okay we're gonna like sit here and play on the floor and it's not even like I'm forcing him to play it's like I'm just gonna be like observing whatever's Remy's choosing to do in the next 20 minutes and like not go on my phone not do any like house chores and stuff like that and it is like insane how hard it is oh my god and it's like bringing attention to how, um, like, scattered I am during those times. I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> like, because I literally, like, sit down, I'm like, okay, let's eat breakfast now, and, like, 30 seconds later, I'm like, oh, let me go do this, oh, let me go do this, so that is something I'm working on. <laughs>
0: uh, the, I mean, I'm cracking up over here because I can relate, like, 3,000%, and and I have a funny story about it, so my older one is like, Mom, play with me. We're playing the cleanup game. And so the game was that we were supposed to dance while cleaning up the playroom. And I'm cracking up about this because literally I cannot play with her in the playroom like when it's really messy. So I'm like, okay, like I'll sit with her. And I'm like putting up like okay, yeah. Oh, here we go. They're gonna go away. And I'm just putting things away. So she sees me probably every time I go to play with her, cleaning stuff up. So now this is the game, which is amazing that she's now and she was playing it with actually my husband was sitting on his phone in the corner and she was dancing around playing the cleanup game and wanted me to come join her. And it was just like I didn't I didn't call it a game, but apparently it is and it's awesome. But yes. Uh, yeah when there's just anything out so I like I'm trying to keep things more organized I actually reorganized our whole playroom put labels and stickers on things so everybody knew where things go because I love my nanny but I asked her to clean the playroom and she doesn't didn't like look and see like well this is in this bin and this is in that bin and I'm like oh it's all got a spot um so that that having a cleaner space to play in that's like separate from the house so i don't see the dishes that need to be done and the laundry that needs to be folded because it's so goddamn hard so seriously
1: yeah our unfortunately our like main play area is like we just have like an open floor plan so there is no separation um we're trying to like make more of a playroom downstairs but then it just like requires us to walk down into the basement and it's like always cold down here and it's just I don't know. It takes a lot of effort to like make it down here. It's like not as cozy. So I'm trying to like look into more like classes for him and like activities where it's just like getting out of the house because ultimately, then I just can't be distracted by my house. Period. If I'm not in it in the first place, so I'm just man. Finding good classes are hard. Like I we, we go to the sorry. This is like a total side note, but. We're all moms here. Like, I go to these classes. I don't know. Sorry if like anyone really enjoys these. They're so effing spastic. I'm like, this is not helping my focus or my child's focus. Like, it's like every five seconds, it's like, oh, here's some toys. Okay, we're gonna shake them now. All right, put the toys back. Blah blah blah. Here's a new one, and I'm like, oh my god. Like, my child hasn't even gotten to like look at this toy yet, and then he's like, you know, upset, and he just like looks this like look on his face. I'm like. I wasn't done playing with that. You know what I mean? It's, like so heartbreaking. Like he's fine; he doesn't cry or anything like that. But I can tell he was just like it's like so abrupt for him, and he just like does not do well with that. And I like cannot find a class that is not so spastic. And it's like it's like every five minutes, new activity, new activity, new activity. I'm like, all right. Like I, we went to a music class yesterday. And I was like, I have an f and headache right now. Holy shit, we're not going back. Like, uh, Anyways, I don't know if you found good classes,
0: but well, I feel like the music classes are one of like some of the worst because they do they just keep bringing out different instruments and they give them a half a second to play with them, and it's basically the whole class has been dumping things out and putting like putting them away. But the thing that I enjoy they had a sort of like play dates at the library, so it wasn't mm-hmm. a class, but there's two libraries near us, and the one has specific play dates where like the university students kind of run it and they're there, and they just have toys and it's just like a place that's not your house to play. And then um, the other library just has toys out all the time. And so we'll do playdates mm. with other friends. We'll plan and we'll go there. So I really like that. And then we also have these this one place called Lulu's Casita. And there's a couple other places. But they're essentially like fancy indoor playrooms. And they've got tons of toys. Some of them have like indoor climbing things and slides and that. And it's basically... Like, your kid gets to play with brand new toys that aren't, well, brand new, I mean, like new to them, you don't have to clean them up. Like I tried to pick up a little bit after myself, but we're usually, you know, not the first ones there and not the first ones to leave. So I don't worry too much about it. There's almost always other kids to play with if they want to, but there's enough that they can just kind of be and play. And it is so nice for rainy days because I don't have to deal with a mess in the playroom. They're excited because it's something new. They get to run around and I can be a little bit more present because like you said, I'm not in the house that always has, it's always going to, have things to be done
1: totally and library that's such a good point for any mom out there like if you are not tapped into your local library system like um definitely look into them because most libraries have like amazing free resources for kids uh yeah our library has story time and we've tried to go a couple times remy will not sit he just like bolts out the door because he can open it and like literally spends his entire time trying to open the door opens the door and just like tears through the library <laughs> just goes like running like every time I have a funny story we so we went to the special library tour story time earlier this week and because it was like a cop reading it so there was I think there are 125 people there like so it was like packed and we sat in the very back and because it was so packed they had it like the room was like left kind of open, like the room can like kind of expand or whatnot. So they, they, he was not contained in, <laughs> and so we were in the very back because I was like, it's, it's very unlikely he's going to sit through this whole thing. And he was just kind of like getting up kind of like pacing back and forth and checking like at the other kids around me and I was just like letting him because he wasn't like really disrupting anything. And then all of a sudden he just like beelines for the front of the room where this cop is reading the book and there's a book with like other, or there's a table with other books on it. And at this point, he's making his way through the crowd, and it's like everyone is sitting and it's like packed. Like, there's no way I can really like walk through and get him without being like insanely disruptive. Whereas like he's, you know, a tiny child. So he like really wasn't, you know, being disruptive. He goes up, the cop is just like reading, goes up to the front of the room, just like looks at the cop, goes up, takes one of the books off the table, and just comes to the back of the room and gives it to me. And I'm like, oh my God. Like my child has no fear. Like it was it was hilarious. And then at the end we went and like said hi to the cop. The cop's like, Yeah, there's my buddy. I like this kid. And I'm like, Yeah, this, this is my child. All the other kids are just like sitting nicely. No, Remy just <laughs> runs around. So we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer for story time. But they do have those play dates at my library. We just need to check them out. They're like only once a month, but libraries are great resources, so check them out. Woo woo.
0: All right. Anything else to add, Miss Andrea?
1: No, I think we're good.
0: All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we will wrap up this season with what we are up to and recommendations for you on where to go from here. Follow us on social media for news, updates, and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Feeds of Real Eats and my co-host, Andrea, at Dr. Andrea Moore on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com.